This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is BetQL Daily, presented by FanDuel with the Joes, Joe Ostrowski and Joe Giglio from BetQL. Welcome back. BetQL Daily, presented as always by FanDuel Sportsbook. Joe O, Joe G with you on a Wednesday morning. A lot to get to. Lightning bets coming up about 40 minutes. We'll dive into why NFL totals seem to be down across the board this year, coming about 20 minutes. Right now, we're going to welcome on Mike Rippey, the creator and founder of Investor League, content creator around crypto, NFTs, big sports fan, a Dolphins fan, and Paul Aspen, your buddy from way back in the day. So we go, we go all the way back to uh, Syracuse. We lived on the same floor, made a lot of bad, bad bets together. Um, so <laughs> been buddies for a long time. And then Mike has, you know, really dove first, you know, face first into the whole crypto NFC finance space. And it's interesting. Like I, I subscribed to his new le- newsletter, Investorly. And that's for me, NFTs has always kind of been like, okay, it's there. But like, what is it a little bit? Um, but now... I was able to dip my toes in the water with this fantasy football league. So, Mike, what'd you get me into? Can you explain a little bit how you came across this league? It's called the Spoiled Banana Society um, and how it's the intersection of fantasy football and NFTs. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. Good morning to everybody. Uh, so, yeah, NFTs, and they're everywhere, right? And now they're coming into the sports world and fantasy world. And so, uh, to be fair... We're here towards the end of the season and we're starting up. So it's interesting because you can get tickets become NFTs and now entries into playing fantasy sports are. And and that's what I got you into. And I think you're going to be happy, actually, because they have a prize for last place. (laughs) So I think I have. So I put my my two lineups up there. One, I feel pretty good about. I'm a little bummed out because it was supposed to start last week. I had Kelsey. He has a monster game. And I'm thinking, oh, bring me all the Ethereum. But didn't work out. So we'll see what happens this week. But we also got to squash your beef with our guy Jake a little bit. You know, I posted our our lineups last week. And then, you know, Jake and you, without probably knowing much of it, you know, Jake made an offhanded comment about NFTs, chirp back. So can we get you guys to, to squash this a little bit? What's going on here? Listen, listen, Jake, you said that you screenshot it and it was yours now, but you don't get to participate <laughs> with it. So I was just trying to make it clear that's not how it works. Yeah, it's we do bits here. This is this is all bits. <laughs> it's all a bit. That's what you need to understand, Mike. My life is a bit and we just got to lean into it. He was doing the grandpa thing. It's, I mean, yeah. how many times have you heard that? How many times have you heard it's Beanie Babies? The whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, listen, we'll squash it. I think he's going to be participating in this soon enough once Paul tells him a little bit about it. Well, tell me, as Paul was talking about it, I was curious about the players because a lot of people that still do season-long league, and I've gone away from that. I've done more DFS and uh, player prop betting, stuff like that. But I do a couple of season-long leagues. How did Paul or how does anybody that does this get the players? Is there no draft? Is it completely random? How does that work? 
Yeah, I mean, it's it's honestly a pretty fascinating concept because it, it takes into a few things. It takes in not only your basic fantasy football gameplay where you have certain players and hope for their performance on, on any given week, but it also takes into this concept of you you just have like a positional player. So you don't necessarily have a Rodgers. You have the Green Bay quarterback. And so mm-hmm. this card that you own, the NFT, uh, is supposed to be for multiple seasons. So there can be some gameplay theory that maybe – you're trying to play for more dynasty level where you think a team is going to have a different player next year. And then you can go to the market and actually purchase different cards that you think would sort of give you a better chance maybe today or in the future. And then Mm. the corresponding way of the player's stats any given week is how your team will perform. So you have that fantasy level uh, normal game, but you also have that sort of gameplay where you could be buying certain teams. So like you start with a, the quarterback is not Rodgers, it's Green Bay, as I gave you an example. The running back is, let's say, Jacksonville. Uh, if you think that next year uh, the running back that's coming back is going to perform better, maybe you can go to the market and find a cheaper uh, you know, card and, and buy that. So there's sort of this gambling uh, times two concept in play. And I think what you're seeing is it's really early. So not all the answers are known yet, but the sooner you get involved in this, the more uh, prepared you'll be once you know Yahoo and ESPN and everybody else starts doing it, which I think there's no question that's the trend we're headed. So it's a dy- it's a dynasty league with with um, a, you know mix of crypto. All right, to purchase these players you're talking about, it's not in your normal fantasy league. Everybody gets fab dollars, right? If you don't use the waiver wire order, it's not that. Do you, do you have to use ETH to purchase these players, or how does that work? So, so you're you're not purchasing players. You're purchasing purchasing a card, and that right. card will have all of your players and team, and it will actually have more. So you'll start one quarterback, but each card will have two quarterbacks, and you'll decide you know which quarterback you'll set you'll play each week. So. Uh, there's a couple cards here, Green Bay QB, Tennessee QB. If you want to start Rodgers or Tannehill, that's your choice. But sure. though that card is yours forever. So that's your card this season. That's your card next season. And and then that goes with you know your running backs, your wide receivers. So you could considerably uh, or conceivably go and think you find value in underpriced cards that other people are selling. And you can use uh, USD or Ethereum to buy these okay. cards on sort of the open, uh, the secondary market of uh, of NFTs, which is called OpenSea, uh, similar to like an eBay. Mike, what's your guess on mainstream appeal for this, for others that are going to pop up? You mentioned Yahoo, ESPN. Do you think this is like by two years from now, our listeners, people we know, our buddies are going to be doing something like this? How, where do you think this is going timeline-wise? Because it's all new, but obviously when new things are popular, that they can pop pretty quickly. What, what's your thought on that? Well, one, I think this is going to catch on soon because of the prizes. So this league specifically and this this organization, the uh, Spoiled Banana Society, is giving away a board ape, which is some which is an NFT that's worth over two hundred thousand dollars at a minimum. And, you know, multiple celebrities in the NFL, uh, you know, Steph Curry, big time Von Miller, Des Bryant, like these guys all have it for the culture, these board apes. So I think people are going to want to participate in this as it grows. Uh, mainstream, I think it will look different once it gets to the mainstream. Most people will start to participate in this type of thing and maybe not even necessarily know exactly that they're doing crypto or NFTs. It'll just sort of be a, a middle ground between where uh, the, the NFTs and crypto are and where people that don't really get it are, and it'll mesh somewhere in the middle uh, for everybody. So, for, 
I was just gonna say, so Mike, you were at the Lakers game right last night, right? Correct. Yeah. So yes. that is gonna be the Crypto.com arena. <laughs> Did I get that right? Yeah. So I mean, That's so right. sports and crypto and NFTs, like it's all you see guys taking guys getting paid in Bitcoin or part of their contracts and that sort of thing. So what? So we've got this fantasy football kind of side to it, perhaps. You know, whether it's you know, and you've got the you know offshore usually use crypto you know to deposit a lot of times so in your mind other than like sponsorships there's this little bit of fantasy football like do you see so i think you can point to like hey i think this will be very much an intersection of where whether it's crypto and nfts and sports betting specifically all kind of how do you think this kind of evolves so so i think honestly if if you this is a very small segment obviously of everybody but you can already sort of gamble in crypto uh, you can go to there are sites built that you can basically bet your crypto uh, holdings uh, into smart contracts that pay out depending on the winner. It'll just deposit it back with more or less. I mean, you could have bet on the last recent election. You can bet on sporting events on smaller crypto platforms already. This will continue to gain mainstream adoption. As you said, I'm here in Los Angeles. The Staples Center is now going to be called Crypto.com Arena. You look at the floor at the at the arena and it says Coinbase on it. You look at teams jerseys and they're they're you know promoting stuff in miami at the heat arena it's now ftx another cryptocurrency uh the dallas mavericks are accepting dogecoin and giving out their tickets as nfts i think this is going to continue to move uh you look at the digital collectibles with nba top shot and now nfl all day the M- the nfl version of nba coming out shortly so i think it will move that way very quickly uh because we're about to reach escape velocity which just essentially once it's sort of takes over everything a lot of it too will just become sort of normalized and maybe not you'll think of it as crypto or an nft but you will just be getting it like your your ticket is uh now digital and instead of inventbrite it's sort of this nft and a a wallet that you own digitally and you have it in there and you don't think of it the same way as just this unknown nft thing it is interesting the mavs accept dogecoin given cuban's comments he doesn't seem to be all in on bitcoin but you know that's that's a whole nother thing uh Let's talk about the uh, the people that, that you're hoping to bring in. So in sports betting, we run into people with this show that have very different approaches. There are people that just bet very little. They're looking for some fun, uh, just a little action on the game. It's more so for entertainment. Then you have people that take this seriously all the way up to the professional level. Uh, do you look at this as people that you're looking to get interested in um, as this is entertainment or something, or you're looking for the people that truly believe this will hold value in the future. Are you specifically talking about the uh, the, the cards with the spoiled banana society and their finish? Yeah, jumping, jumping in. Yeah, joining your league. Yes. Yeah. So, so one, it's not necessarily my league. I'm participating in it because one, right. I want to see the experience of playing fantasy football from another aspect and a new level, so that I can be more prepared as we move forward. Uh, but I, I think it's it, there's something there for everyone because it's as Paul had said earlier, that you are not only, let's say, in this to to win it all, but you could also win by losing, by being the worst. They're giving prizes for sort of everybody. But also the cool thing about NFTs in general, separate of just this, is there's a lot of community around them. So you'll meet people that have similar uh, views or or interests, and you can participate uh, outside of maybe the direct competition you're in for other prizes and other things as well in the community. Uh, that that's kind of forming amongst sort of NFTs. So, Mike, obviously you said that it's kind of just starting up now, end of the season. 
is it going to go into the playoffs? And and is the idea to try to get this off the ground? And so by next season, you kind of move some things around, change things, or or do you feel like you got it? Like, like for our audience who might want to jump in, if they jump in now, like is it the finished product, or, or could it change and be tweaked a little bit before we get to next season? I would think I'm not on the team just uh, for for okay. clear clarity that that makes these these decisions. I think this this team has been working pretty hard. They've wanted to get into the space. There's a bunch of these new entries into the sort of football, sports, gaming, NFT space, and it's definitely going to evolve. If you're not evolving, you're dying. And I think that the one thing that's neat is it's not just about fantasy football, eh? and that's it. It's a lot of fantasy football fans, but also fans of uh, maybe gambling. And there's so there's there's open channels like a Discord uh, that you know 10,000 plus members that can talk about poker they could talk about other games and because you own one of these entry cards nfts into their fantasy football game you also are available for other off-site events meetups uh, and other sort of gambling events that they're creating and they plan to move not just from fantasy football but into fantasy basketball and other sports as they sort of uh, refine and innovate the product so this card is basically like your vip wristband and it kind of gets you into like whether they have like these poker tournaments or future. You're kind of like grandfathered into like as it evolves or if it goes to zero, if it falls apart again, like it's kind of a low risk entry point. Um, so that was kind of my thinking again, like probably I probably lean on more of the obviously we do the sports betting stuff, but like casual, definitely like public casual side of nfts seeing where this goes as it kind of intersects the paths with fantasy football as well and what you're saying paul is exactly right uh, i think this is a great opportunity for anyone not familiar with nfts at all to have their first drop in into maybe what an nft is it's it, it seems confusing but then you sort of participate and see how it goes over you know weeks months and the cost of entry isn't gonna you know be too much or, or too crazy here so you, you sort of get to, to blend and with very little to, to lose here because like Latin. something like the board ape, like am I like am I just <laughs> buying this thing, hope hoping it go like for me that'd be like all right, let me buy this this digital art, hoping it explodes. Like that just seems like a speculative investment, but obviously something like that like pays off. I just I don't know the rhyme or reason to that. You're kind of guessing. Um, I think Joe, you had something, but we do want to talk dolphins a little bit. But Joe, go ahead. Yeah, well, thinking back to last NBA season, there was right. a top shot craze. And I was in on it. I think a lot of people were. And it, it even continued into the offseason. That's gone away. Anecdotally, I, I don't hear or see anybody talking about Top Shot. Where did they, what went wrong there? So I, I don't think that anything went wrong. And I was in Top Shot early when I was able to rip packs before anybody had to wait in a queue. And, you yeah. know, I was getting the LaMelo rookie and I thought it was great and it went up you know, 20 times and I sold it. And then the week later it was another 50 times higher. And I mm -hmm. thought I was dumb, but it's not that it's gone away. It's just now there's so much of it that it no longer offers that sort of early value or speculative value because you can now go to sort of NBA arenas and they have top shot suites. So if you're a holder, you get to participate. You can still get the cards. It's just, it doesn't offer that serious like early value and it's not brand new. So it doesn't have that luster, but people are still buying these and it's iterating and they're, I mean, they're doing massive numbers. It's just not gonna be where you're gonna get these cards and be able to sell them for unheard of values anymore. Mike, very quickly, I have about 20, 20, 30 seconds. Are you in on Tua? Are you, are you a Tua guy? Six wins in a row, thumbs up, thumbs down on Tua. Where are you? <laughs> I, need, I need 
I need three more weeks. Let me talk to you at the end of the season and then let you know. All right. I, I like it, Mike. We appreciate it. Good luck with everything. Mike Griffey, the creator and founder of Investorly, content creator around crypto, NFTs, and of course, a big Dolphins fan. Mike, thank you. Good luck with everything. We appreciate your time hopping on. There was Mike on the Roman guest line. Our right, coming up on the other side, we got to dive into why NFL totals are lower this year. What is going on? We have some theories. We'll hit you with that next. Becky Daily presented as always by Fan Duel Sportsbook. These Joes are helping you bet like a pro. It's Joe Ostrowski and Joe Giglio and Aaron Hawksworth on BetQL Daily. Presented by FanDuel Sportsbook.